0: Baseball America came out with a new updated 2023 top 100 prospects list and the Nationals have four on that list that we are going to get all into but then also there was a surprising name that fell off that list and we're going to cover all of that and more right after this. You are locked on Nationals your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Ryan Clary, and I have taken my passion for baseball in general as well as the Nationals in the podcast form here with the Locked On Podcast Network. And I enjoy each and every day as we get to talk about our favorite baseball team across the MLB. We're all Nationals fans here, and what do Nationals fans have right now to get excited about? It is prospect talk, and that is what we're doing again on today's show because Baseball America released their top 100 prospects list of the 2023 calendar year. And guys, as I was saying, the Nationals have four top 100 prospects heading into the season, and there is room for that to grow, and I am willing to bet that room will grow eventually down the line in the 2023 season. But first, let's get into it. I want to start off with Brady House. Brady House, heading into the 2022 season last year, was 59th on Baseball America's Top 100 list. And here's what happened to him. He fell off it this year. As you know, as we've covered and as we've talked about from this team, Brady House last year had his season cut short kind of out of nowhere for back issues. And we, you know, an 18-year-old having back issues is a little concerning in a sense. We had Eric Bach on who did play-by-play now, who has now moved on and has gotten the call up to high A, believe, up in Michigan. But we talked to him about this, and he was like, well, I don't really see too much cause of concern for this, which I agreed with. And I'm not going to sound the alarms over this of him dropping in the rankings. But also, doesn't this concern you a little bit that he's dropped off 40 spots right now? And Baseball America, did uh, they did react to someone's tweet about this saying like, oh my gosh, like Brady House dropped off the top 100 list. And he, they did say they're like, he's super close to it. And as well as a couple others that we're going to be getting to later in the show as well. we're going to talk about here because I think there is room for this to grow. And I think by the end of this year, the Nationals could even have seven top 100 prospects, according to Baseball America. So we're going to get into all of that later. But now I want to use it for the four guys who were intact in the top 100 because these are the guys that you and I will be looking over for years to come. Some may even be up a little sooner than that. But we're going to get into those guys as we need to discuss them. Because as I was saying, the Nationals have four top 100 prospects. And it starts with that number 11 outfielder, James Wood. James Wood has been someone that I have been touting about forever. He was the main piece of that trade when you traded away Juan Soto. He was the guy in this deal. C.J. Abrams, Mackenzie Gore, Robert Hassel, all of those guys are great as well. But don't be wrong. James Wood was the centerpiece of that deal from what he has done. He was just in low-A Fredericksburg. This is a kid who is still only about 19 years old right now, or actually just turned 20, rather. He's got all the tools. He is a five-tool kind of guy. Solid fielder. He can steal bags. He's got power. He can hit for average. He gets on base. He does it all. His baseball IQ in itself is something to rave about. And that's something that you're going to see as time goes on with James Wood, because this is the guy to get excited about. This is the guy out of all of them to be like, that's the superstar. James Wood is the superstar that you and I will be talking about in four years from now. Again, only 20 years old, ranking as the 11th overall prospect in Major League Baseball right now. He will be a top-five prospect if he continues on the tracks that he's been on the last two years. No doubt about it. In fact, I'm actually a little surprised that he's already not in the top ten. He's one spot off it, but he will be there. Because as Gunnar Henderson graduates, which will be, he's the number one overall prospect as Jackson Chorio from the Milwaukee Brewers graduates, as Francisco Alvarez as he, from the Mets, as he graduates, James Wood is going to get pushed up, and he's going to be in the top 10 probably by May. So hear me out. James Wood, for all you Nationals fans like myself, you and I, we're in this together. That's the man that you got to watch. Right there. James Wood. Get to know him. Get to love him. He's going to be in D.C. because he's already from D.C. in in the first place. He's going to be here, maybe not too soon. But they're starting to take notice about what he's been doing the last two years and what he will continue to do over the next few years as he continues his development because that is a name to watch, not across just Nationals timelines, but across Major League Baseball timelines as we get closer to him making his Major League debut. So keep your eye. On James Wood. Also, another one of this group was another San Diego Padre that we got in return from Juan Soto. Sitting at 57. Outfielder. Robert Hassel the third. RH3, maybe? Are we gonna do that? DC fans? RG3? RH3? I don't know. But Robert Hassel the third. Outfielder. And at this point. Nationals fans, you know, just by looking at the prospects list, everyone was excited about Robert Hassel in the part of this deal, which you should be. This is another guy who has got a lot of talent. He's been recognized by a lot of different people, a lot of different GMs, a lot of scouts. They tout about this guy because he has such a high floor. He's probably the most sure thing that we have in our prospect system. I think Robert Hassel will no doubt be a solid player out of all of them, even James Wood. But with that being said, he did drop on this list a few. Like MLB Pipeline, for example, I believe he is right now around the 23 range from the 2022 rankings. I think he's going to drop a little bit after having a haymate injury in his hand, and that's what kind of caused his little flunk in August last year after being traded He eventually broke it at the Arizona Fall League, but he's going to be perfectly fine for spring training. So I think that is why his stock dropped ultimately just a little bit. But then again, the upside is there. It's being recognized. He is close. He's already in AA. We could potentially see him as a September call-up in 2023. That's a big if. Will that happen? Probably not. But then again, crazier things have happened. And that's also the thing that we need to keep our eyes on. Because Robert Hassel, as I've been saying, he's probably the safest prospect that we have, which is a good thing. I like high ceiling guys. He does have a little bit of a high ceiling as he continues to grow and as he really develops his power, because that's something that he is truly lacking. But I think that will come eventually as he matures, as he grows in his body because he's got a big frame. He's a big guy, just kind of like James Wood, except he's not the 6'7 that James Wood is, but he's about 6'2", 200. He's going to grow. He's 21 years old, and he just turned 21 years old over the summer. So again, there's time to grow. There's time to improve. And ultimately, he's another prospect that we're going to have to keep our eyes on moving forward. Just another one. So obviously, there are two more nationals. That are in that top 100. You see now about those two guys, our top two guys, according to Baseball America, were from that San Diego Padres deal when we sent over Juan Soto. Those are two first round picks that we got. James Wood was a second round pick, but we kind of treat him like a first round pick because of the talent that he is. You got two first round, legit caliber guys that are now in your top 100. James Wood coming in at 11th. Robert Hassel coming in at 57th. So that deal in return for Juan Soto was a big deal because this is what the Nationals needed. We needed to replenish the farm system. We needed to start investing in it again. And you're starting to see that payoff just right now already. And that is why I said that I do believe in what the Nationals did at this past deadline. They did the right thing by trading away Juan Soto. Now, some people may not be thrilled with it. You know, you're never happy trading away Juan Soto. But running a business and thinking of it as a GM in Mike Rizzo's position, it made sense. And that's the whole point of it when it comes to me. It made sense. It makes perfect sense when you run a business. Yes, maybe it's not fair to fans who don't have to buy number 22 jerseys anymore. But it was the right business decision for this team and what we truly needed to do. But now I want to get into the two other top 100 prospects that the Nationals have had this year. But before we get into that, I'm going to tell you about my friends at BetOnline. Betonline BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football, to college basketball to soccer to any sport you could possibly imagine, and this is what I do. The NFL playoffs are going on, so I'm going to look at some different prop bets, some different teasers, and what I'm going to want to do is get the right ones, and that's what my friends at Bet Online do perfectly. So if you're just trying to get a bet in. Well, my guys, they are the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. And you can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. And now we get into the two other prospects for the Washington Nationals that were in this top 100 list because, guys. This is what I get giddy about. This is what I get excited about now. Of course, I get excited about the Major League team as well. But really, what we want to be watching real close is what's going on down in the minor leagues. And that's what I'm going to do here for you today. I'm going to do all that homework for you so you can learn about some of these guys and get to know them because this is the exciting part of the rebuild. I will say it a million times over. Coming in at number 58. On Baseball America's top 100 list is the 2022 fifth overall pick, Elijah Green. And Elijah Green kind of coincides with James Wood here. His ceiling is outrageous. I have said it before and I'll say it again. Elijah Green even has a higher ceiling than what James Wood has. And James Wood thats one of the higher ceilings in all of minor league baseball right now. As far as prospects go, Elijah Green is up there, in my opinion. He is up there more than any of them. His power, his athleticism, his father was a former NFL tight end. So you kind of see the genes that we're going with right now to what he has. He is born to be a professional athlete. He speaks it. He embraces it. And this is going to be something to where we're going to watch this year. If he continues his production the way that he has been, he only played in about 12 games down in the Florida Complex League. But those 12 games, he killed the ball. His power was showing. His athleticism was showing. His fielding was showing. Everything showed out. And that's the reason why the Nationals took him at number five overall. We took him because the upside is un freaking believable unbelievable and as an 18 year old or a 19 year old now this is a kid that you're going to have to watch if you're playing a drinking game right now and I'm tell- telling you you have to drink every time that I tell you that you're going to have to watch this kid don't do that it's not a smart one because Elijah Green is most definitely on this list of guys that you need to watch for, and I do expect him to move up these rankings pretty darn quickly once he reaches Fredericksburg, once he he makes his name known down there in low-A baseball, which I believe he will eventually take off and soar because the Nationals took him for his upside. That's the exciting part about it. It's not what he is. It's what he can be. And that's the exciting part of this prospect with Elijah Green. He's still young. He's still got a lot to work on in itself. He's got to cut down on strikeouts, take some more walks, take some more pitches, and he will surely be in the top 25 going into next year if those things all click, which I think they will. And now, Keninton, our fourth of our four top 100 Nationals prospects, and that is starting pitcher, right-handed pitcher, 2020 first-round pick, Cade Kabali. And guys, what do I need to say about Cade Kabali? He's electric. He was our crown jewel from 2020 all the way through 2021 as far as prospects go. This is someone the Nationals were really excited about going forward. He's your typical high-heat, smoking right-handed pitcher that's tall, that throws gas. This is Mike Rizzo's baby. This is what Mike Rizzo wants. If you look at his drafts, he likes the big, tall, right-handed pitcher that throws upper 90s, sits 100, and that's what Cade Cavalli does. He's got a solid curveball. He's got a solid slider. He's got a solid changeup as well. But his changeup will need to be tuned up as he continues to grow in the major leagues. He's going to be a centerpiece for this Nationals rotation moving forward. And he's going to be losing his prospect status probably by May or June, depending on what happens. And if he's healthy going into spring training, which everyone expects him to be. And I wouldn't be too concerned about that at all. But guys, just another one of those prospects that you can get excited about. 24 years old, he's going to start off in the Major Leagues. He made his one start last year in the bigs. It didn't go well. It was his debut at home against the Cincinnati Reds, and they rocked him. Was he tipping his pitches? Certainly felt that way. But also, it's just one of those guys we're going to need to watch going forward. Keep our eyes out for it. Because he does have that high strikeout situation to where if you need a desperate strikeout in the bottom of the fifth inning up by one run, this is someone who's going to put away batters. This is that pitcher that will do that for the Nationals moving forward. And I ultimately do 100% expect Cade Cavalli to be a solid starting pitcher, if not an ace, because that's his ceiling. And that's what the Nationals, quite frankly, are they banking on that? I don't know. But the talent is there. And as you see with all these guys in the top 100, the talent is there for the Washington Nationals to develop, to take control of, and to ultimately do whatever is needed to groom that talent, to get that on the Major League roster eventually in bloom and blossom into a pretty flower to be a World Series champion once again. Because you got to lock before you run. In the minor leagues, you're walking, you're developing, you're learning how to walk, you're learning how to be a pro, and that's what it's all about. And they need to be prepared when they come to the major leagues. So I think the Nationals have put their foot in the right direction moving forward, as you can see, four top 100 guys, and that's not even to mention three guys that are real close to getting in that top 100, as Baseball America alluded to, and that's what I ultimately want to get into next, because that's also another exciting about part about this. So thanks for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day. Now, Locked On MLB Prospects, your host, Lindsey Crosby, who is a prospect encyclopedia, and he goes deep on all the MLB stars of tomorrow, including Christian vaquero including Brady House, and including all the Nationals prospects so you can find out what has the skinny with the Nationals prospects as that pod is free and available wherever you get your podcasts and now I want to talk about the three guys that ultimately did not make this top 100 but who could be close to it because guys Christian Vaccaro, someone that we've talked about a little bit, but then again, there's still a lot to not talk about as well because you just haven't really seen much. You haven't seen a lot from him. You don't really know him too well, but let me just say this. This is someone who is a highly thought-of prospect. And guys, Christian Vaccaro was the number two overall prospect in last year's international signing class according to MLB Pipeline. So, with that being said, Christian Vaquero not being on this list is not a concern. It's just the fact that they don't know enough about him yet. And that's ultimately what you get in the international signing class. You don't really know what you have until you get to have your hands on him down in the United States because you just don't really know too much about him down in the DR. Obviously, the scouts and them and what, knowing what they do with Johnny DePugli and his staff. They know what they're doing. They know everyone down there, but they're not the ones making up these rankings. I'm willing to bet some people in that Nationals organization were to tell you that Christian Vaccaro has the highest upside of any of them. I'm willing to bet that. But in my eyes, I'm seeing James Wood and what he can do, and Elijah Green as well, who in my opinion is the highest upside in this organization. I think those two have something to say about that. But Christian Vaccaro is someone who is knocking on the door for this top 100 list. And not only is Christian Vaquero knocking on the door for it, you also have Yarlan Susanna, who is another centerpiece of the San Diego Padres Juan Soto deal. Yarlan Susanna, I talk a lot about him. He is an 18-year-old that I myself have put a ton of pressure on. Hopefully he doesn't listen because I have crowned him king over the years, over the year. I have crowned him the king. He's going to be the ace of this staff when eventually he moves forward. He is knocking the wall down into another generation of, oh my God, this pitcher is insane and setting the record book away. A starting pitcher to throw 103 miles per hour and have a 93 mile per hour slider to go with that is out of this world. How can you hit him? How? You can't. And once he develops a fourth pitch, whether it be his curveball or changeup, because he's already got a solid fastball who's sitting 103. He's got a solid slider. He's got a solid curveball. But I think that changeup, once he gets that fourth pitch as an 18-year-old throwing what he can throw, good luck hitters. You're not going to have any luck. I can tell you that. So ultimately, Yarlon Susanna is also knocking on the door of this list because he is simply a freak of nature athlete. It's that simple. It's really that simple. And now for your third one, Brady House, who I've already kind of talked about today. But guys, Brady House, is there a reason to be concerned right now? Because this is someone to where back in the 2021 draft, A lot of MLB scouts, MLB analysts, draft analysts didn't really expect Brady House to be there at 11 for the Nationals. A lot of people expected him to be the top 10, clear favorite to be one of the first high schoolers picked off the board, but that's not what happened. He dropped to the Nationals at 11 for whatever reason. The Nationals snagged him. It was a no-brainer pick, and this is someone that you and I should still be excited about, but. With that being said, the back is somewhat of a concern, for me at least. And I know people who are closer to the organization, that are closer to Brady, that have talked to him, that have seen him, say that it's no big deal. And I do believe them, and I want to believe them. But also, having a back injury at 19 years old, which Brady House is still 19 until June 4th, It is a cause of concern. A 19-year-old who is 6'4", 215, big frame. I've seen him up close in person. He is massive. And it does kind of concern me a little bit. Nothing alarming, nothing insane. I don't think he's going to fall off and never play baseball again. But to hear that he had a back issue in June and didn't play in a single game for the rest of the season when you initially heard that it was, ah, no big deal. He didn't play all summer after that in June. So that part of it is concerning me, especially the part that he was slumping in those two weeks in his final few weeks down there in low A Fredericksburg. So I expect Brady House to ultimately kind of revive himself down in the minors. I expect him to be healthy in spring training. I expect him to get all the hits in. I expect him to be healthy right now, quite frankly, because we haven't really heard too much about his injury. And that's the part that's concerning to me, knowing this organization and its history with kind of dealing with high first-round picks that haven't really panned out due to injuries, and you never really know what's going on. And that's ultimately what we don't know here as well. It's just, we don't know. But I'm not going to be too concerned about it because I think Brady House will eventually go back to being a top 100 prospect. And ultimately, this list is filled with recency bias with what guys have done in the 2022 season. If Brady continued the way that he did throughout the 2022 season, he probably would have been a top 100 prospect barring anything crazy. So ultimately, What is there to think of about this? Is his fall off a big deal or not a big deal? I'm going to ride the fence on this one. I'm going to say it's a meh. It could go both ways. It's not the biggest deal in the world, but it's also not the least biggest deal in the world. It's something to think about. Just think about that moving forward. Keep your eye on it because ultimately we're just going to have to see what he does when he hits the season this year and ultimately see what he can blossom into. So thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day. Now make your second listen to Locked On MLB Prospects, who is hosted by Lindsey Crosby, who is a prospect encyclopedia. And guys, it's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. I will talk to you guys tomorrow. This was a fun episode to get to know the minor leaguers down with the Nationals. But guys, if you haven't already, hit subscribe on YouTube, follow Locked On Nationals over on Twitter at LO underscore Nationals, and you can even follow myself at Ryan Clary 11 If you like Nationals content, that's what I like giving you guys, and I can do that here with the Locked On Podcast Network. So thank you for making it your first listen today. Now I hope you have a good day today.